Hello and welcome to Note Up, episode 122. I'm joined today by uh, Rich Trott. I'm Dee Shaw, and we're going to talk today about a little bit of a random conversation, but mostly about Node.js and the web platform. Hope you'll enjoy. You've been hosting Note Up, but you know, just in case for someone who's joining the show first time, Rich, why don't you introduce yourself, and I'll, I'll do that after you're done. Hi, I'm Rich. I float around a lot of things in the Node.js project, especially around core code. I do a lot with tests. I am involved in the governance of the project. I'm on the technical steering committee. I am the person who generally brings on new collaborators, uh, onboards them. Let's see, what else? I, I also am one of the people who organizes and runs Code and Learn for the Node Foundation, which is periodic events. We have, we're having four this year to help people get their first contributions into Node Core. I also run something called node2do.org, which does the same thing, but instead of being an event, it's you know remote. You just go to the website and do it. And that's just kind of me doing my own thing, not a foundation-supported thing like Code and Learn is. So, D. Shaw, who are you and what do you do? I, I think that you know a similar description of you know doing lots of things all over the place is it, you know applies to me too. But you know, kind of it more open source politics, businessy talking, connecting the dots between my background as an engineer and my experience as an executive, and bringing folks together, bringing worlds together is kind of the the a personal passion of mine. And you know, one area that I've been focusing a lot on recently is bringing together Node.js and the web platform. And most of that is the JavaScript platform. You know, there are a few elements of the broader web platform that make it more meaningful to, to frame it as web platform. You know, some of the touch points have been URL encoding, stream spec, and generally making sure that what we're doing is no, in Node is meaningful, is additive, and continues to be a central part of how we're producing the, the content of the web and you know, so much of what we're doing in the web platform is driven by tooling that uses Node. And so you know, having Node being effective for tooling and be compatible and you know, basically be a common sort of lingua franca across the experience of web developers is you know, important, in, in my opinion, to the, to the future of Node, but increasingly also the, the future of the web platform. Why? Why is it important? Because so much of the end users that are using Node are also delivering the web side of things. And, you know, that, that's, you know, if for folks that are, are focused on the inner workings of Node, sometimes maybe folks lose sight of that a little bit. But folks that are building out web content are using Node as a common tool set with JavaScript at the, the heart of all that. 
there's an expectation when you're writing your front-end framework that the idioms and the approaches and the techniques that you're, you're using to build out web experiences are compatible, if not the same, on the Node.js side of things. You know, we do ourselves an, an eventual disservice if you know, we get to a point where there's, there's a separation there. So to summarize, you're saying that a lot of Node's success has been the synergy with web folks, and it's important that Node maintain that or enhance that connection. Yeah, and you know, I, I take that a step for, further, that it's, it's our responsibility today at the evolution of the Node platform to show up. And, you know, that's a that's a bit of a more harder to digest position than, yeah, it's just a, it's a good thing. And it's good that it's happening. I, I think that Node has gotten to a point of utility and, and relevance and importance in the broader platform picture that we, we need to be showing up in the standards discussions that are happening throughout the web platform and making sure that the needs of node are brought to bear there and you know that that folks aren't doing considerations for node but doing it with a framing that is you know i think this is what node needs but i'm not really sure that is you know kind of a pattern for, for failure because the the infrastructure and the operating the level of abstraction of the browser it's so much higher order than the level of abstraction that it, it, you know, have with node where it's you know this low level almost language level primitive platform that is is then built upon with with frameworks and and services that we we build on top of that you know very intentionally small core so on a related subject, are the needs of the enterprise, and you know, I know that you have thought a lot and cared very deeply about the needs of the enterprise with Node, and I'm kind of curious if, you, in your opinion, if there's a tension, or at least in some areas, if there is a tension between the needs of the enterprise and the needs of these sort of web-focused individuals that we're talking about, although sometimes those people are in the enterprise, but you know, just speaking very broadly. And I'm kind of curious if you've thought about that and have anything to say about that. I don't think that they diverge greatly. I think that in the enterprise, there's an expectation that whatever it is that you know folks are adopting. So you know that that conjecture that I that I, I asserted that that says you know Node and 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 the web you know it's a, it's a united, very interwoven sort of Venn diagram, very overlapping Venn diagram. That expectation is you know part of the reason why the enterprise comes to Node. There's a great story of the you know, Trevor Livingston formerly over at PayPal and, and now at HomeAway, has been and doing and building out as sort of a platform for innovation and in the enterprise. The fact that they are leveraging web technologies throughout their ecosystem is enabling them to have a time from ideation and testing to delivery that is, you know, 
uh, inconceivable timing that that was previously you know a year long or two years long to test a concept and get it out in front of users in certain situations shortened down to a matter of days or at the most weeks which is just mind blowing when when your framing is you know an entire year and that is possible only because every component in the evolutionary stack of building the user experience is web technology. So it is as part of the enabler for the enterprise that the unity of you know the, the, the platforms and the unity of language and the ability to rapidly prototype for the web and then you know test and you know deploy is why the enterprise feels like it has to adopt web technologies in the business world a year two years of r&d is precious and rare these days that you have the latitude to do that sort of stepping back from a problem and you know solving it most of the time you have to at least be proving some sort of value incremental value along a journey but you know the days of you know the big reveal of a surprise of a two-year initiative in software are, are increasingly becoming an impracticality Another factor in the ability to use Node for things like rapid prototyping or just standing things up much more quickly than, than perhaps other technologies seem to do in the enterprise is, of course, the vast ecosystem, meaning modules. The package ecosystem you know, that, that's in the NPM registry, right? Yes, exactly. And... So I'm kind of curious if you have any thoughts, because I've I've certainly been involved in a lot of conversations about this lately. But I'm curious if you have any any thoughts about to what extent the contents of the NPM registry needs to embrace ES modules to have a, a healthy future, or if or if Common JS is here to stay or somewhere in between. So now that I've laid out that minefield for you, please proceed to walk in any direction you like. Right, right. Let me let me start with the end users. Beginning of this week, we had here in San Francisco the uh, Google put on the the Chrome Dev Summit, and I unfortunately didn't attend, but uh, I had the opportunity to basically swing by at lunch and cherry pick a bunch of conversations with folks, mostly poking and prodding folks to collaborate around Node and the, and the web platform. I got a lot of feedback around ES modules and you know the the emergence of async await as a desired go forward direction that was mostly please just you know tell me what the direction is right you know the folks that I chatted with were generally okay with with wherever things netted out but the uncertainty of maybe it's this one maybe it's that one that was where they were feeling held back not the you know the, the level of deployment but the level of uncertainty what is the right way what is the right path to go forward and you know the honest reality i think is that you know we don't completely know in terms of TC39 and you know the direction that you know language authors believe that we should be going, it's you know very definite that they 
feel like that we should be all in on ES modules and, and move to that as fast as possible. I disagree with the move to that as fast as possible. I'm generally favorable plus one after, you know, what is it, you know, a couple of years now of ES modules. I think it's a, it's a great pattern. You know, there's a lot of positive attributes of determinism that ES modules have that our common JS approach hasn't had. And it's very much in line with today's node users and especially our enterprise users. The enterprise loves predictable behavior and ES modules have a much more predictable behavior than common JS where, you know, you can do anything. It's just JavaScript, right? It's basically another function wrapper and off you this paints a direction for improved and more robust enterprise usage. But my enthusiasm for getting there does not exceed my desire to make sure that we are respectful of the eight and a half million users that are out there of Node and folks that are using even legacy versions of Node. I mentioned earlier that, that Node has achieved this almost language level stability. And you know, I hear it all, I use it every once in a while. You know, the Node.js language comes out of my mouth and I know that it's wrong when I say it. That level of certainty and predictability and stability of the, the Node platform that is almost at a language level utility is indicative of the expectations that the end user community has to the node platform. And the more we can, like the web has, maintain robust backward compatibility in the platform, the better we're serving our users. So when you talk about things like that, you know, you, you sounds to me anyway, like you are, obviously you're expressing your own opinions. You know, you, have, you, you speak on behalf of yourself. But it seems like, even if you're not speaking on behalf of other people, it seems like you're trying to represent sort of the, or, 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 or defend the interests of, of users. And I guess I'm curious if you feel like you're speaking for anyone or, you know, or do you feel like, you know, does, does D. Shaw have a posse or at least a, consti a constituency? Well, yes, I believe I do. But my impetus in speaking for, this need is opening the conversation, right? I'm not trying to drive an agenda here. I'm trying to bring into the same room the folks that need to talk together so we can figure out common solutions. That's, you know, if, if you look at how I operate and how I engage with, the, you know, the community, with, with business and, you know, with collaborators and end users, I'm constantly looking for the areas where we are not paying attention to, to the, you know, something and uh, we can do better or serve audiences better by coming together and, and working on solutions together. So... That's my motivation more, more than anything else. The posse or even, you know, the, the right outcome, right? I'm happy. And I actually, you know, from discussing folks with folks at Chrome Dev Summit, 
I think those individuals that, that I spoke with could be happy if they knew that, you know, no, was just going to be common jazz from here on out. At least they knew that way that, you know, they, ha- they have to transpile with Babel and, and, you know, this is how they fit it together. When I see groups that are frustrated, right, I always look at the pain points and when pain is derived from ignorance, for lack of a better word, not a you know, lack of awareness, better term, getting folks in the same room that, that care about the same things and having a conversation. I've shared recently the, the example of the VM working group and most specifically the news that Google has shared at Nodejust Interactive in Vancouver. The story was repeated again at Chrome Dev Summit that today V8 does not ship if it breaks node. That's a phenomenal like revelation. Here we are eight years into Node's journey and that entire time we've been built on V8. So in eight years, we've never had that level of buy-in and certainty from this fundamental de- dependency. You know, it's, it's where we get our JavaScript language capabilities in Node. And only now do we have that buy-in and certainty that if anything in Node breaks, then V8 won't go there, won't ship. And I, I look back at actually how we got there. And you know, the reason why we're, we're at this level of buy-in and support from V8 is because we showed up. Node showed up with actual code with tests that the V8 team could run. And you know the V8 team was then able to integrate that into their build tooling. And after that, we can have the buy-in that some four years ago or so, the folks in, in core contributors in Node were complaining about V8 and no one caring about us. And you know, V8 broke a thing and like, oh, shaking our fists. It wasn't lack of interest on V8 side. It was you know, lack of ability to do anything with respect to Node. You know, it's not their job to come in and make our project work effectively. We can never expect anyone to, to come do that for us. It's just not going to happen. It's, you know, it's a volunteer project and you know, open source and, and you know, the V8 team's working for Google, solving Google's problems. In 2020 hindsight, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous and silly for us to voice those expectations on us. I want to touch on a key point on, on how we got there, though, because it's fascinating. Great, yay, outcome, success. But the way we got to this point, how we got here, was by getting together, collaborating. You know, Microsoft had needs for their IoT platform to, to run the, that platform with Chakra Core. And, you know, they'd built a compatibility layer under Node that basically emulated V8 and then contributed that back to the node project and a group of folks got together to you know collaborate around the needs of the underlying vm and how we can improve the the low level primitives of the platform and through this vm working group we have 
the output of that effort is NAPI, which is a new ABI, Abstract Binding Interface, under the VM layer. So we have even greater stability in our ability to, to make changes to the VM without having native modules to be recompiled. There was some pain with V8. There's pain with Chakra wanting to, to implement what they, they were trying to achieve. And we brought together some, some collaboration around that. And you know, we, we've got this incredibly productive outcomes from that, just you know, grown to, to you know look for these areas where we're struggling or you know, we're unhappy with our interactions with some other groups. And so often if there's shots fired across different groups where, where folks aren't feeling respected, more often than not, I found that it's just we're not showing up in the right places and collaborating in the right places at the right times to be able to have effective collaboration and you know provide the input and represent the needs of Node. Node is huge. It's a you know a technology superpower at this point, and you know we have to represent the needs of our end users and ensure that Node is is compatible with the the, the broader web platform. Yeah, back to Microsoft for a second, just because I just want to mention that they never get enough credit for what they contribute to open source and to the web. Also, back to Node being a first class citizen in V in V eight. I think I was kind of the person that broke that story. I mean, not really. It was Franziska Hinkelmann who announced it from the stage in her keynote. Yeah, her keynote was great, and she's great, and she should totally be on the show. I heard her say it, and I like immediately pulled up my phone. You know, like, this is amazing. This, you know, the world needs to hear this. Maybe there might have been other people who tweeted it out before me, but for, but, you know, for whatever reason, my, my Twitter, which usually doesn't attract a whole lot of attention, that tweet has it continues to get retweeted and like like you know now and it's like a month and a half later or something I don't know what or a month later anyway Brendan Ike retweeted it and stuff like that which you know I know is no big deal if you're D Shaw but you know for me I was kind of like a little bit terrified that 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 had happened yeah and in the last like month or month and a half I onboarded you know, Fra- you know Francisca is on the is on the technical steering committee I think I nominated her pretty sure I did. But anyway, and uh, she nominated Benedict Muir to be a collaborator, and I onboarded him. And I think she also nominated Yang Yang Gu. I'm sure I'm completely messing up his name and probably Benedict and probably Francisca's names. So sorry about all that. His GitHub handle is Hashseed. Yeah, he's, you know, he gave a great talk at Node Interactive, and he's just fantastic too. So I'm going to try to onboard him in the next week or so. So like, you know, V8's getting more involved in Node. Uh, the V8 team, not just Google, but the V8 team specifically, is getting more involved in Node Core, which of course is a, is a, is a great thing to see happening. The Chakra Core people are, are involved in Node Core more and more. I, I onboarded Carl Farnung recently, and a bunch of other people on uh, in Chakra Core have already been in, in uh, Core as collaborators for a while. And you know, all of this is really, really great stuff. Um, really helps push Node forward and gives us expertise in areas we might not otherwise have. Um, yeah, it's been a snowball, right? We, you know, we, we, we got to, we got together, we, we collaborated a bit, and and found where there's pain. Yeah, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. My big area of desire to to see at the VM level improvement is having a real FFI layer. 
Yeah, there's the node FFI, the, the node module that you know still very actively used, very actively maintained. If anyone on listening to this podcast would like to collaborate and, and help maintain node FFI, there's definitely need there. Get in touch. Ali Afrobots from, again, from the V8 team and, and the node team at, at Google has a, a proposal in for a VM level, what is it, form function interface, FFI, that would just basically allow most C code to just run. And this is extremely common in most modern platforms. So having just the the dynamic linking just work out of the box would be uh, phenomenal. And, you know, that's also one of the, you know, one of the number one reasons why I I hear folks that are you know stuck on you know legacy platforms pre 4.x pre Node.js foundation days so 0.8 0.10 0.12 to a lesser degree the folks that are stuck there still are largely stuck because they have native code wired in and that's you know vital to the you know the 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 function of whatever they're using Node for, and they can't migrate without migrating native code. And in many cases, that skill set is not something that the teams have. Super minor correction. I'm pretty sure Ali is on the Google Cloud team, not the V8 team. And I'm only bringing that up because it's important to know that, or at least I think it's important to know that Google is invested and involved in Node beyond just the V8 team. Miles Borns, who's all, who as, as Ali and Francisca are, is also on the Node Technical Steering Committee, is also involved in Google Cloud. And so Google, Google is invested in Node, uh, which is kind of important, I think. But I can understand why you might get a, a detail like that wrong because, let's face it, D. Shaw is a big-picture person. So let's ask some big-picture questions. And, uh, <laughs> well, also, uh, Ali's a, a VM engineer, but you're, you're right. I, I, yeah. I, I grouped him in to the rest of the, the V8 team. And, and in the VM working group activities, at the very beginning, it was primarily Ali that was representing there. And right. you know, he, he brought in behind him all of V8. And it was beautiful to see at no just interactive what was it like five six v8 engineers not just you know google had probably 10 15 folks present but you know of that there was an amazing number of, of v8 folks DigitalOcean has just launched spaces a beautifully simple object storage service designed for developers who want a simple way to store and serve a vast amount of data including hosting web assets storing user-generated content such as images and large media files, archiving backups in the cloud, and storing logs. They've simplified the essentials of object storage to save you time. Name your space and tap Create, and you're ready to go in seconds. Or use your favorite storage management tools and libraries. A large ecosystem of S3-compatible tools and libraries can be used to manage your space. We believe in simplifying our products to enable developers to build great software. To do that, we look at every opportunity to remove friction from the development process, including spending less time estimating costs associated with storage, transfer, pricing tiers, number of requests, and regional pricing. Spaces is available for a simple $5 per month and includes 250 gigabytes of storage and 1 terabyte of outbound bandwidth. 
There are no costs per requests and additional storage is priced at the lowest rate available. One cent per gigabyte transferred and two cents per gigabyte stored. Uploads are free. Spaces provides cost savings for up to 10 times along with predictable pricing and no surprises on your monthly bill. To make it easy to try, both new and existing DigitalOcean customers can get started with a free two-month trial of Spaces by going to do.co slash noteup. Big picture questions for Dan. Are you ready? Mm. All right. Here we go. What's the biggest threat to Node, and how would we deal with it? Keeping the thread for, for you know this entire Node web platform, I think the biggest threat to Node is any meaningful fissure between the web platform and Node.js. Like, that is the death knell. Like, none of the other things, not Go, not Java, yeah, Rust, not Java, getting functions right and, and figuring out how to do microservices. Node splitting away from and separating idioms and, and patterns from the web platform. That is why, to me, that is the top priority. It's because any misstep there is an existential, long-term existential threat to, to Node. And then probably you know, second from that is we need to, to do a good job of being a good sort of cloud-native citizen. All of the, the, the cloud platform is, is built with a systems programming language, built with Go, but the folks that are, are building Go infrastructure... Wait, wait uh, a second, Dan. Hang on just a second. I think, <laughs> I, th- I think you've moved on to answering the second question that I haven't even asked yet, which is, what are the biggest opportunities for Node that we're not taking advantage of? Go. <laughs> 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 and um, you know, I I, I, I do think that looking at you know, I'm I'm right there with you. We're doing big picture things <laughs> in my group. Yeah, look, looking at the opportunity to ensure that Node as this technology superpower, as this enabler for web platform adoption, is a first-class citizen and a first-class concern in cloud-native deployments. So for the folks that that may not be familiar with what, what that moniker means under it, it's things like containerization, Kubernetes, easy to, to use cloud orchestration of compute assets is you know basically what you're you're referring to when you you have cloud native as as the moniker and all of that ecosystem rightfully so is, is built with go go is you know it was created as a system language Ryan Dahl created node as an application development platform and you know that's where nodes continue to to shine and you know, Go is is perfect for you know, these binary assets that you just are, are deploying out into the, the the universe, and you want to forget about them forever. That's not you know Node sweet spot. Quite the opposite, actually. Node sweet spot is the area where you're iterating very rapidly, you're redeploying frequently, and your time from ideation to delivery is short. So you need to redistribute, redeploy. Paying attention to 
the you know rapidly evolving cloud native ecosystem and making sure that you know as the norms over evolve there and as the needs of the platform continue to mature the way we distribute our assets and the way we fit into that ecosystem are highly compatible will ensure that our end users have a orchestration and application environment that is relatively painless and you know they're able to focus on the thing that is the most important thing for them which is deploying and delivering the applications that they're building so if you would like the node project to do just one thing what is it web platform yeah definitely prioritize that you know that 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 if we're going to do only one of them and you know there 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 are a couple other adjacencies i you know pave over a lot of interop and compatibility with the broader javascript ecosystem which you know pulls in things like server side rendering but you know if we're going to pay attention and focus on standards in one area we need to focus on the standards in uh, the web platform and you know begin to identify the areas that we're not paying attention to and my biggest existential need right now that I see, so we've done a great job of building and growing our, our collaborator base. And over the past year, under the leadership of, of Tracy Hines and some other folks inside of the greater collaborator base, we've begun to really invest in supporting the, the broader community with the community committee. And I'm helping kick off some end user liaison. I hate, you know, I, I, I love and hate this term. It's, you know, it, it is exactly what I do every day, all day. I liaise, but it's such a, it seems pretentious. And there's, there's an implication of bi-directional feedback in liaison that feedback doesn't necessarily capture and evangelism and outreach don't capture, right? There's this outbound and there's inbound, but liaison is, you know, this back and forth. So that's why I, I really love it. Having those communication touch points where we're engaging with, with the web platform and beginning to invest in standards, we need more people that are interested in standards work. James Snell comes a bit from that that background, though I, I think he's in a very happy place not doing as much standards work and getting to, to focus on code in the platform. But you know, he you know, we're I'm exceedingly grateful that that he has that standards background and, and you know a lot of skill set there. But we need people that are knowledgeable about Node, but passionate about doing some of the the heavy lifting around standards and, and you know understanding Node, representing Node, and working on behalf the, of, of Node in these standards bodies as we move forward. And you know this this is a, a great opportunity to start with the web platform and continue with JavaScript and the cloud native ecosystem. Yeah, the standard stuff is an interesting comment because, you know, we do have a few people involved in the project who do the standard stuff because they care and they want to. Timothy Gu comes to mind, Bradley Farias, of course. But the list gets really short really fast. We have a lot of people who do standards work because they have to. And there's no shame in that. But, yeah, we could definitely stand to have more standards body type people 
more involved in the project. Certainly a lot of them like to offer us their wisdom a lot. We hear a lot from Jordan, Jordan Harband, and, and you know, others. We certainly hear from, you know, John, John David Dalton and Guy Pod and people like that. So, Dan, tell me, what is it that you want to plug? Let me plug some of the stuff that, that I'm doing. You know, I've had a great opportunity to, to collaborate over you know, the past month or so. So I'm, I, I've been in fun employment mode after exiting NodeSource and moving out of that flow into some consulting before I go and proceed with my plans of, of world domination. So I will take the rare opportunity to plug uh, Dshaw Inc. It's actually an LLC. Dshaw LLC sounds better as Inc. <laughs> Ask folks if if they're they're interested in growing their engagement with Node and operating at a strategic level, engaging at a, at a business level, to reach out and see if you fit into you know, how I'm operating and how I'm engaging as some consulting right now. So, uh, What's the best way to get in touch with DShaw LLC? So the best way to hit me up is probably, honestly, it's it's Twitter. But at a more pragmatic level, you can just email me. It's dshaw at dshaw.com, you know, dshaw all the way down, and have a conversation. I'm always looking for the kind of you know, going salesy and businessy, the win-wins. And if there's a compelling reason, I, I, I won't go and, and do it if there isn't, you know, strong mutual benefit. And, you know, I, I care very deeply about the organizations that I'm working with and work very in-depth in understanding the motivations and, you know, what, what organizations are trying to achieve. It's not just a, yeah, go promote my thing. That's That's not what I do. If you know this story of Node and the web platform is meaningful to you and it's meaningful to your business, then I'd love to have a conversation. And you know, at the very least, I can help point you in the right direction on how you can add value to, to Node and the web platform. I'd like to plug drummer Bill Bruford's autobiography. I'm reading it on the recommendation of a high school friend, my friend Tony. In high school, we were very into recordings that happened to have Bill Bruford on them. He was in Yes and King Crimson and UK and briefly played with Genesis on live tours, like, you know, when Steve Hackett was still in the band, but Peter Gabriel had left and things like that. Went on to do a bunch of jazz rock stuff and then, you know, eventually just decided that he was a jazz drummer. Anyway, he's turns out he's a fantastic writer, which is really surprising just because the stereotype, I guess. I don't know. What do you call the person who hangs out with the musicians, the drummer? Ha ha ha. Anyway, his description of his wedding caused me to update my Benedict Cumberbatch name generator module for the first time in a long time because the name of the vicar who married him and his wife had a very Benedict Cumberbatch-like name. So there you go. There's my node connection. My Cumberbatch name generator is probably my most popular module, which means I probably need to write more modules or at least some more practical modules. Kind of surprised my stack watch module didn't take off. It's kind of a game shark way to do stack overflow a bit, but 
maybe not game shark all right i'm now rambling because i'm tired and i need to wrap this up but hey thanks for having me on it was uh, always fun to be back on node up after a long long time i don't remember the last time i posted one it's probably been a year or more i certainly don't know the last time i've been a guest either it's been a while got to do this again soon yeah it's a pleasure and thanks for, for letting me uh, natter on and, and talk about you know all of the the, the high level things. I'm I'm glad we we decided to record. I thought it was really good. Yeah, and I and thanks to Jordan who's going to have to edit this and make us sound more coherent than perhaps we are. He's used to doing it with for me, so uh, <laughs> it's good. You know his ability to recognize my um, uh, you know, uh, sound signature. <laughs> his ability to recognize my um, uh, sound uh. signature is, is is perhaps the greatest English sentence ever uttered. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Rich. All right. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jordan. Have a good night, everybody. And thanks for tuning in or downloading or whatever we do on the internets with these podcast things. <laughs>